tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse... Have you ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, welcome back to Hypnosis Everywhere, and today my guest is Kaz Riley, and she's been on before, and she's my expert friend in all about, yeah, I call her my sexpert because she's... And knows so much about sex and hypnosis. It's just, uh, she's just a wonderful guest. And it's Valentine's, so we thought it was a good time for her to come back on again. So, Kaz, I'll just start you off. Maybe tell the people about yourself a little bit first. Well, thanks for having me back. It's always great to um, be on your show. You know, I love being here. But for those of you that don't know me, my name's Kaz Riley. I'm based over in England. Um, I uh, work um, a lot with sex, sexual freedom, sexual freedom hypnosis, right across the board with um, everything from kind of uh, gender stuff to uh, sexual dysfunction and connection and feelings and love and all the cool stuff for Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's important. You know, people, when we're talking about hypnosis, they always think it's always about dysfunction. And it isn't just about dysfunction, but that's all people only would think of something. Oh, I'll go see about that because it's wrong instead of going proactive. Right. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, there is there is dysfunction and we need we need to do with that. But also, I think sometimes just about when we talk about love, it's about loving ourselves as well as our partners and communicating and connecting in with ourselves, isn't it? As much as it is with somebody else. And if, in fact, if we haven't done the first thing, we can't do the last thing properly. So, you know, it's, it's right across the board. And then there's, you know, there's fun hypnosis as well, isn't it? That couples can use together, which is, you know, all good stuff. Yeah, it's all good. And we talk about it now because I think most people now are a little bit better about some generations past when it wasn't talked about and wasn't, and there was all kinds of, I know as a child, I've, I didn't have a clue. You know, you, you learn all about sex at school or somewhere and maybe it's not much better in some ways today. Well, I think it, in terms of sex ed, certainly here in the UK, it's improved, but it's got a long way to go. And of course, kids are taught about sex rather than connection and affection. That That's kind of the frightening thing. Or they're taught about contraception and STDs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and what we have to do is we have to ask ourselves, where do people get their information from? You know, where do the kids get their information from? And obviously we now have Google and the internet and a whole host of stuff on that's on there that, you know, relatively young, certainly young adults and uh, some children can access, which is of course full of porn, isn't it? You know, that's, yeah. that's where, you know, I, I certainly see now that a lot of the kids that I'm seeing, and when I say kids, I mean people, I'm, I'm 46, so anybody 25 and under is a kid to me now. <laughs> But, you know, I see a lot of kind of misconceptions. And one of the biggest things that I teach with my sexual freedom hypnosis clients, actually, the first thing I do, the first thing I teach is re-education because, you know, simply quite often they have the wrong information because they've got their information from a 
a source that isn't great. Porn isn't a good place to learn about sex, is it? No, no. It's a kind of a scary place, really. You know, it's it's not. There doesn't have any. Well, there's no affection. There's no connection. There's no communication. Um, and um, and of course, it's not real. You know, it's kind of like it's a bit like I always say. It's a bit like trying to be. Um, a secret agent and learning by watching James Bond and then thinking you can go and out work, work for MI5. It doesn't work that way. It? <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing that, you know, porn has gotten to be a very big thing because the internet's so accessible yeah. and it's the wrong message pretty much for all kinds of forms. I'm sure there must be some that 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 has the right idea but i haven't been told about it too much okay i think i think there always is there's always something that's that's there the problem that we have now is when you think about when when we were kids the the pornography that was out there which is very different to the pornography that is out today you know there's first of that what what was the hardcore porn then is the is the very soft and sometimes even on tv kind of stuff that you would that you would see now but you know, it wasn't as accessible. So one of the biggest components of when people even use that for information or certainly to help them to feel sexual was their imagination because they'd seen a film once or they might have seen the same film over and over again. They access literature, magazines, books, whereas now people can go and they could literally click through different things for days on end, for weeks on end and never see the same thing twice. And it just takes away that whole kind of imagination, kind of projecting into your own life kind of aspect of erotica. I think in the past it was erotica and now it's just pornography. And the two things yeah. are entirely different. Are yeah. totally different. And I don't know if people really understand that difference in that, uh, if you were to look it up in a dictionary, erotica and porn would be a lot different. Absolutely. And I think, well, one is, one is much more sensual. It tends to be cheekier. It's inviting the person usually, isn't it, to, to use their imagination and their experience and their fantasy. Whereas porn is just kind of handed on a play. And it, I mean, it's stark, it's bright, isn't it? It's, um, it leaves nothing to the imagination. And in fact, you know, it affects things about how people view themselves in terms of how they feel about their bodies, whether, you know, they compare themselves. This is for men and women. Um, even things like we know, like the, the this kind of current trend, although it's reversing now, of being, women being completely shaved, you know, having their pubic hair completely shaved is entirely to do with pornography and getting good camera angles it's nothing to do it's, you know that's the only reason why that's become popular and then it's been taken up um you know for general for the kind of general public as a a norm and we certainly know in the 1970s and 80s that wasn't the norm was no it, it wasn't <laughs> it was just the opposite I, it looks yeah. like there's trends in sex too you see on the porn isn't there well, yeah, and I think it's that thing, isn't it, of everything becomes more extreme. And, you know, I always say to people, I'm not the pawn police, you know, kind of some of those things can be useful. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, there seems to be a thing of everything has to be more and more. And, of course, the way I always say to people, pawn is made by men, generally for men, and they're meeting a stereotype of what they believe. that. So what we see is a lot of women acting very submissively 
kind of kind of just being used really now for some people that's a thing and that's okay but for most people that isn't what they want and certainly if you go into your sexual life if you like thinking that's how you should behave I think that's a very dangerous thing um, Martin was saying that he read a book and, and that um, actually the lady was saying that she had interviewed girls and, and boys, but uh, many of them, their first experience was porn. They never yeah. had sex. And so when they have sex, it's an entirely different game. Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. And the thing is as well, because, you know, when we were younger as well, we didn't have the phones and things. So to actually be with somebody, you had to meet them. So a lot of people that are a lot, a lot of the kind of first interactions that people are having are actually online interactions as well. Mm -hmm. So you were talking, you know, Snapchat and, you know, just kind of text and photo messages, which all again becomes very about different kinds of shots and take that rather than the connection and sensuality and feeling and kissing and, you know, all the amazing, wonderful things that are really to be enjoyed, but kind of gets bypassed a lot of the time now. And, you know, people are, when they're hooking up, that's kind of essentially what they're, they're doing is they're just meeting to hook up. And, you know, with two consenting adults, if that's what they want to do, that's fine. We're not judging. What we're saying is, is though, for a lot of people, that's what they believe to be the norm. And, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't sit well with them, you know, it causes a lot of sexual dysfunction and a lot of sexual dissatisfaction, which is something else we don't talk about, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I think for me, um, living in America, I am in Canada, but um, I still in America, <laughs> but I think compared to the UK and Europe, uh, we are a little more secretive about our sexuality here compared to that. And uh, it's much better in, in the UK than it is here. And there's still all those issues that are still there. So uh, it's not that the issues change. It's just um, maybe there's people are a little more shy about being there. Yeah, maybe. I think that, I, well, I think you're right. I think, you know, well, the Brits are known as the ones that are supposed to be terribly reserved, aren't we? And, oh. and I know it's not really a stereotype I follow, oh. but it's... Um, no, I think. <laughs> well, I don't know. You just have to look at, at um, UK for the jokes and things. And they're a yeah. little bit much more open about the things than, than we are. So no, uh, I just want people to know that really it doesn't matter because we have all the same issues. We're just presenting it slightly differently. Um, right. And Absolutely. what sexual freedom hypnosis, what you're doing is it's all about connection and intimacy, Right. It is. And it's it's about it is about that because it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter if you've got all the sexual function in the world. If you are unable to connect and be intimate, it's still not satisfying. No. And um, so, you know, we look at lots of different things with sexual freedom hypnosis, but that connection and that intimacy, especially for um, for women as well. You know, one of the programs that I run is called Awakening Aphrodite. And that's very much about women really connecting in with themselves so that they can really experience all of those things. And it's not it's not just about sex. If we feel our libido, if we feel our power as women with our femininity and with our sexuality, that feeds into the rest of our lives, doesn't it? Our confidence, our ambition, our you know, just that kind of self-belief and, and just, you know, being really celebrating the fact of, just how amazing being a female is. 
Yes, I think sometimes with regular hypnosis and people doing hypnosis, we always seem to think of the men and not so much the women in general. And I'm glad that you're doing that. You're promoting it as a balanced sort of thing. Well, absolutely. I mean, interestingly, I was reading a study today that was published last year. So we're talking March of last year that was actually done, I think it was in Slovakia or Slovenia, well, around that area, where it was actually looking at hypnosis in terms of helping women to, uh, to overcome anorgasmia. And, you know, this research is only now being done. You know, female sexuality still isn't understood. You know, we've kind of understood the process of male sexuality for a long, long time. It's, it's still only recent. We only had a, a classification for female sexual dysfunction in the late 1990s. I mean, we are way behind. We've got a lot of catching up to do as ladies. And, you know, a lot of fun to be had, I think, as well. <laughs> Uh, I think that's important. I, I think uh, from, I'm a little older than you, so I even go back for it. I'm 66. So I remember in my family that uh, there was a big hullabaloo because uh, some little child had touched herself. Yeah. And uh, I'm sure looking back on it, I'm sure that had some effect on, on her future self. We're talking about the inner child here, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, Maybe you can add to that a little bit about how that can affect them in the, you know, what parents say, what everything, Absolutely. everything that they get. Well, I think, you know, we are, we learn a lot of our beliefs about sex by the reactions that people have as we grow up as sexual beings. And one of the things that we often see is, you know, I often see is, is where either family was never spoken about, even things like, you know, women, who were starting their periods. We were only talking, I'm talking to, you know, I remember my mother telling me when she started her periods that she didn't even know what it was. Um, yes. And it was only then that she found out what it was, was when somebody found out that she got a period. I mean, so she thought she was dying. So if you imagine your first experience with your kind of reproductive self is believing that you're about to die, is, mm. is not a good place to be. Girls especially, and still are, you know, taught that we don't masturbate, we shouldn't touch ourselves. You know, the clitoris is actually the only known organ in the male or female body that is entirely there for pleasure. That's its only purpose is for pleasure. And yet it seems to be sidetracked and pushed away. Um, and we, well, it was only recently that people actually started to look at it. You know, when they started looking at anatomy, that um, they started to really properly look at what the clitoris looked like. And I think I was saying to you before, you know, I have, um, there's a wonderful lady in Berlin who makes um, printouts of clitorises for me. And I take them out and ask people because they know what they are. And 80% of women don't even know what it is. No. Which is, you know, so how we expect people to kind of know that. But then in the terms of how our parents react, or it's just that shame, isn't it? Don't touch yourself. You mustn't do that. It's not what nice girls do. Um, you must keep the boys away from you. You, you know, you whatever it be, if, if you get pregnant, it's your fault. You know, there's the, you've got to keep them away, all this kind of stuff. And it feeds in and it compounds. And, and then if your only experience really or information is from pornography, that is one big recipe for, of for disaster, isn't it? For, yes. our, for future generations, but um, certainly the ones that I'm seeing now, 25 and below. So now we're, um, we're going to come to break in a couple minutes. So I thought maybe we just uh, sum up the most important part of this part of it. 
And then maybe in the next one, we can say, um, oh, Martin, just give me a note. He wants you to know that many men, <laughs> they fear women's sexual power over them. So that's another aspect of looking. So why the, the shaming, the whatever, because that keeps us in a place of less power. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, but the whole thing is interesting. Uh, when you look at it, even my, my kids are in their, they're like coming to your age. So we're sort of another generation separate and they're much more knowledgeable about I was told nothing much of anything. So anything I learned, I actually learned after my 40s, probably. The rest was all very, you know, whatever happens sort of thing. <laughs> what are you telling me now? It yes. is. I think, I think female sexual power, you know, and our, our sexuality is something that's been feared for a long time. Ah, yeah, it's that goddess effect, and right? Absolutely. But also women have been taught to fear their own power. And that's a scary thing. We're taking it back now. And I think that's absolutely marvelous. So we'll talk a little more about taking our power back and all that. But I'd like to also just and we'll talk about uh, SP and your sexual freedom joining in the future and after we come back. So the importance here is still that we need to work, especially with women and more also with the boys and the men. It's not a, it's an equal opportunity work here. Okay, we'll see you on the other side and we'll be back with Cass. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and in Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're 
listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. And uh, Kaz, I'm just going to go right to her. What I really want to do is round that out a little bit about what we were talking about. We'll get to the SP part in, in a little bit near the end here. Um, but we're going to go into some of the positive things that can be done, etc., and how to help yourself become sexually free. Okay. So I think... You know, we talk about sexual dysfunction, but what I really like to focus on is sexual function. And, yes. you know, it's the one of the biggest things that or the key to that is actually permission for pleasure, isn't it? And just as we were kind of saying, just as we, we finished before the break, that, you know, women are often taught about all the things that they can't do and they shouldn't do and nice girls don't and all that kind of stuff is, you know, I think we need to counterbalance that now. And certainly hypnosis gives us, a marvelous opportunity to do that and a way of doing that because we can really allow ourselves to to feel a bit freer so hypnosis we know can lessen inhibitions enough that people certainly in their minds can experience things um, can allow themselves to let go of some of those old hang-ups so they can become more positive about their bodies more positive about their sexuality we can enhance feelings and sensations with hypnosis which yes. is a truly wonderful thing isn't it and um and also things like visualization so if people know like i always talk about even things like even if you know what your clitoris looks like and a lot of women don't if, I, if we can show them that and then they can use hypnosis just to visualize even what that what that looks like and feels like they're connecting in so deeply and just that female energy, our female energy is so amazingly powerful. And if we embrace that, then what happens is that, of course, we have much better sexual and sensual experiences. And from the past, especially uh, in my area of expertise, which would be America, uh, would be that in the past, it has been said to be, it's a, it's a dirty thing. I remember my mom always talked about sex being dirty. It yeah. was something I had to work on in my life to get that out of my head. And all those things. And it's, it's, it's huge. So when they hear you talking, some of them are going to be vibrating and saying, oh, my God, how bad is that and everything. So you need to, we sort of need to get them to understand that sex is part of our nature. It's part of our being. And it needs to be in balance with us. It absolutely does. I mean, it's, you know, if we look at it from a purely biological point of view, it's essential for the survival of our species. So how can anything that's that, you know, that is that be possibly be bad? We also know that it's deeply pleasurable. It's good for our mental health. It's good for our cardiovascular health. It's good for lots of things. It's good for connection. And, you know, when people are kind of freaked out a bit when we talk about, we're not talking about promiscuity. We're talking about choices. We're talking about people not being afraid to express themselves for who they truly are in the way that they want to, without being judged, without feeling shame. It's a shame and guilt, isn't it? Yeah. And what's more beautiful than two people connecting intimately, really intimately, um, really enjoying each other, just celebrating being human and, and sex and sexuality and all the amazing things. There is nothing more beautiful than that, is there? And when oh, we start I to agree. Look at it like that, 
There's nothing dirty about that. No. And that's, I just thought I'd bring it up because there's some people's minds will be going to that. And, uh, I, you know, intimate relationships are the key to longevity, uh, are the key to happiness in the relationship, the communication that's involved, and being able to say what you like and don't like. Absolutely. And this, this is a thing, isn't it, where... You know, when we look again, going back to some of the things that we see and, and, you know, women are taught, if women are taught that they should be submissive, that they, you know, they shouldn't, you know, enjoy sex, that's something else that women are often taught. They feel bad if they like it or if they've got a high libido, when actually they've just got a great life force and, you know, it's part of life that they, they embrace. But, you know, we, this is why I said we need to have better education for women. We need to be more positive. It's not necessarily about being positive about any sex this is being positive about having great intimate sex that's yes. connecting and um that people can really enjoy and it's it's about readdressing that balance because although the world is moving forwards and we, we're, we're apparently seeing this sexual liberation actually you know a lot of the information that's out there is just wrong and it's not particularly useful or healthy for men or women because if men are learning what well, sex from porn as well that's not particularly helpful is it but you know as no, we it's not. Forward, um hopefully um you know we we understand the importance of feelings and the mind body connection with all of that and of course hypnosis is something that is all about the mind body connection yes. isn't it well i always say that everything can be addressed with hypnosis because everything is addressed part of the mind will be involved with it no matter what Absolutely. So it doesn't matter if it's physical disease or if it's sexual dysfunction or wanting to know how to become a lover of the self, you know, all those things, they're all connected to that mind journey. Absolutely. Well, I always say to my clients, you know, for good or for bad, where your mind goes, your body will follow. So whether that's an anxiety state, a sensual state, an aroused state, you know, all of those things. It's your mind has to go there first, doesn't it? Yes. So what you do really is train hypnotists to become uh, very frank with their knowledge of what sexual, uh, what sex is, what intimacy is, all those things. And that's what you do. And you get people to uh, stay out of judgment because everyone is different. Absolutely. And that's the greatest thing. And that's why I asked you to work with me on SP, but we'll get into that later. So let's, can we talk a little bit about what gender is and what some of the issues are today? Okay. So I guess, I guess the thing that the, that people are talking about the most, isn't it, is, um, you know, where this kind of gender fluidity, um, where, um, where people can, you know, might biologically and physically be one gender, but identify as another. And some people go through transitions, some won't. Um, and I think probably that's, they're talking about it if it's something new. It's not something new. No. It's just something that people are more able to talk about now, thank goodness. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, for most people, you know, that it's for a lot of people, it's, it's something that, that maybe challenges their beliefs, isn't it? About male, what's male, what's female, what does that mean? Well, actually it just means that people are people, doesn't it? Yes. You know? And then identify how they want to, but 
I always say to people, when people kind of start making fun or being very judgmental, or there's a lot of memes and stuff going around at the moment about certainly transition, when people are trans transitioning from one gender to another. And I just say to them, can you imagine what it must have been like sometimes for 30 or 40 years to be physically one gender and know that's not right, to literally be trapped in a body that betrays you and doesn't allow you to express who you are as a person and to have to hide that from everybody. I mean, the amount of trauma and disconnect and self-loathing for a lot of the clients that I see with that is phenomenal. And, you know, certainly as people go through transition and certainly post-transition, hypnosis is a beautiful tool because we can really address a lot of that trauma, but we can also do a lot with things like inner child work and healing and, it's really interesting when we do that because we often have inner children of both genders. So we're kind of healing the trauma from the past and allowing people for the first time to really embrace who they are, both physically and psychologically, and the two matching up, which is amazing. I think that's amazing. Uh, I, you've had much more experience with that than I have, um, but it's also totally understandable that today we can see some of the changes in, in the pre people's judgment of that. Uh, not gone all the way far enough as yet, but uh, yeah. definitely see change in the work, just even by just some of the posts on Facebook or social media. Oh, um, so Martin has his two bits worth. <laughs> the, so he says that the problem is ignorance and it leads to fear. So what you do mostly is educate. A lot and, of what I, and with hypnosis, but absolutely. Yeah. But a lot of that is because we can, we can, I mean, I'm, this is probably so key. We come with hypnosis. We talk about fixing a glitch in a program yeah. and, you know, and we do that all the time with all kinds of things here's the thing, here's the kind of kicker, and this is the thing I really try and hit home with the therapists that I train. They have to be running, your client has to be running the right program in the first place. Yeah. So if they've got faulty information, if they've been miseducated, if they've learned from pornography, or they've got a whole host of belief systems of shame and guilt around who they are, we fundamentally have to re-educate first and then fix the program Otherwise, yeah. it's trying to, I always say it's trying to, I don't know, it's trying to run um, uh, a, Mac, a Mac software kind of program on a, on, a, on a laptop or something. It's just not going to work and we're just going to get more glitches. And I think re-education uh, is absolutely fundamentally key. And once we've got that, often we get those aha moments, those light bulb moments where people realize that maybe actually what they thought was a sexual dysfunction isn't a, dis a dysfunction. No actually they realize that it's perfectly okay to be transgender and that journey, you know, they need to find the right people to help them along that journey. Maybe actually a lot of the, the, the kind of the guilt or the shame they're feeling actually comes from with them and everybody else is accepting. I, I see that a lot. Um, maybe it's fear, you know, fear is a big thing. I think if you, if you, if you change your gender and you're known by a different name and you go back to your safe, same place of work for some people, that's a hugely positive experience, but for others, it's utterly terrifying. And, um, you know, we can do things with hypnosis around that as well, just to help people support it and all kinds of stuff. So it's a, it's a big, 
area. I won't say issue because I don't think being transgender is an issue. No, I don't think I just it's think an issue. The thing is that somebody is, you know, just as being gay is not an issue. Yeah. It's just what you are, isn't it? And um, and hopefully as the world moves forward, um, you know, just as somebody said to me, I've got um, my 30-year high school reunion um, coming up soon. And somebody said to me, well, there was only one gay in our school. No, there wasn't. It was just that in 1989, when we left school, people weren't or couldn't say be openly gay when they were 16 years old because we leave school when we're 16 here in the UK. Um, And I know for a fact that's not the case. And, you know, just as hopefully now, you know, in 20 years' time, it won't be, people won't have to feel the need to kind of have to announce what they are. They can just be themselves and it will just be accepted. I'm looking forward to that when we're all just human. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, absolutely. I know it's a dream because, uh, you know, we we have come a long way, but in some ways we've probably gone backwards in other ways. So, you know, uh, we, yeah, we put names to everything, which actually adds some judgment in them because uh, everyone is totally sexually different. Right. Absolutely. Even down to our likes and our dislikes, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, and when we look at things like fetishes or, or kinks, as they were, you know, because if something is a social norm, it's okay. And if something doesn't seem to be, then it's not. But then, you know, 10 years down the line, something, you know, look how taboo oral sex was 20 years ago. There was mm-hmm. quite a taboo around that. And now most people would think that's a perfectly normal, nice thing to do within a relationship. It just depends on where people are at the time and where, where society is as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's a good thing i'm wearing my glasses i'll tell you that there's little notes going up by my co-host here (laughs) he could put his voice in once in a while would be just as easy (laughs) anyway he's talking about the uh how what great work you've done with the the kink the lgbtq plus and so maybe just chat a little bit about that area and you and Greg have done Trancing in the Sheets. Let's mention your uh, Trancing yeah. in the Sheet uh, podcast and things like that. And let's open up the world a little bit to good sexuality. Okay. Well, I think that's the thing, isn't it? I think good sexuality um, or positive positiveness about any kind of sexuality yeah. is the key. And certainly I mean, Trancing in the Sheets is... Um, is a, a, a wonderful well I, I think I'm having a great time doing it I know you've been on there your, your episode airs very soon I'll, I'll let you know that very soon but we um it's very much about every kind of um anything to do with sex so we've got I've got kind of doctors medics all kinds of people on um artists um hypnotists um erotic hypnotists and there's some stuff on there me just showing hypnosis just playing with it just hypnotizing people just for fun there's all kinds of stuff on there. And that really came out of the sexual freedom hypnosis work that I've, that I've been doing, which covers a multitude of things. So there's a sexual freedom hypnosis class, which um, uh, I teach to hypnotists, train other hypnotists. The next one is actually in Las Vegas on the 12th and 13th of August. I'll just get that in now while I remember. Um, and then there's, you know, we've got at the moment a lot of, things ready for the for for clients for the general public because ultimately they're the people that have asked that I've learned all this stuff from because that's what they need so 
in about three weeks, we'll have a whole range of MP3s and resources and all kinds of amazing things um, that are specifically for people to use, to give themselves permission for pleasure, to have better body positivity, to connect better with themselves, to have stronger and better and more beautiful orgasms or whatever it is that they, they, they look for. We've got stuff on there for men and women. So um, there's a lot going on with the sexual freedom hypnosis. Yeah, there's lots going on. And, you know, it's one of the things was that if I was trained as a hypnotist 20 years ago. So nobody was talking much about that aspect of hypnosis. No. So I think it's great that we are doing that. And to think that before, you see, that's all about opening the minds up. It's just like people, you know, they, they have some issue or something, but they never think of going to the hypnotist because it's never been talked about or it's never yeah. been done. Oh, yeah, we can go for smoking. We know that works, uh, that kind of thing. So, I mean, even uh, when I was talking to Steen, you know, he works a lot with sexual issues, with, but he, he put it right on his website and people sort of keep everything hidden of what they do if you're especially if you're specializing in something let people know about it <laughs> you know well that's and um, people are actively searching for that as well that's the other yeah. thing yeah so we've just got we're going to tie this up now we got 30 seconds so maybe i'll just close it down and we'll go to the next uh, um segment in a couple minutes so see everybody on the other side Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, this is Inez Simpson. Thanks for listening to the show, Hypnosis Everywhere. If this is the first time listening, well, we have a whole treasure trove of shows archived here and on Voice America page and on Hypnosis Everywhere website, all free for you to listen to anytime. The first year's broadcast showed the amazing diversity of the talent and the skills of those people who make up our fascinating hypnosis community. This season, Hypnosis Everywhere, the next level, will delve deep into where modern hypnosis is now taking us, the new discoveries and adventures as we explore this infinite mind of ours. And we explore Simpson Protocol Hypnosis that is taking us higher and deeper than ever before. We'll talk about the astounding insights that show us how our mind can shape and change our lives for the better. So come join us on Hypnosis Everywhere, amazing people who are on amazing adventures in this world of hypnosis. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. 
Okay, welcome back to our last segment of Hypnosis Everywhere. We never have enough time. So I was just going to add one thing, and I was, I was thinking about it in the, in the two-minute uh, break, and now it's sort of going. But it, I was saying that our, my training was 20 years ago. It never was. But I think even from when I'm teaching SP now, and, and I noticed that there's a lot of misconceptions and, and, and some training that's still old-style hypnosis stuff which isn't bad. It does all, you know, all kinds of things, but it, we need to open hypnotist's mind too to the whole thing because, you know, and many people are afraid to come to talk to a hypnotist about it. What if they're judged? What if it's, you know, crazy? There's nothing about it on their, you know, thing. They, they, so they tell, even guys with um, erectile dysfunction have been known to say they're coming for quit smoking, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we want to open up the field so people can feel honored and totally open to knowing that they were not going to be judged. So we're starting the road and you've done a great job doing that. So I also want to talk about why we did SP with this. Uh, I mean, for me, I thought it was a huge fit. Uh, you gave all the information that I needed for background and, and all the things you do with hypnotists to train them and all those things. And then we added in a very non-judgmental protocol, which, um, mo you know, people that take SP tend to be relatively non-judgmental anyway because they're open to that, right? Uh, so, But it's also that the protocol is set up so they won't inadvertently allow their judgment to uh, affect the issues mm. or even the person's uh, feeling of being not uh, judged or etc no absolutely so and i think fit. it's it's an amazing fit and i mean sp when we think about well sp is so beautifully um done in the in the way that we communicate with the superconscious and the the unconscious isn't it you know it's yeah. it, it, it's and really when we think about a lot of what we learn and what we know about sex or we believe we do some of it we've inherited some of it's been <laughs> passed down through generations some of it's social stuff a lot of it is about judgments we make about ourselves and you know if there's one thing that causes a lot of judgment it's sex isn't yes. it and how much people should have whether they're having too much or not enough or who they should have sex with or not at all or whatever it may be the type of sex they have you know who they should love and who they shouldn't love so you know sp for, for this is is a perfect fit yeah. and also makes it very accessible to a lot of people because remember up to 70 percent of people will have um a sexual dysfunction in their lifetime so that's 70 percent of people who take antidepressants sorry and 40 percent of everybody else which yeah. is a high high number isn't it um and, you know, that's a lot of disconnection, isn't it? Well, it so. makes so much sense to me. We have disconnections in all kinds of functions of our body and that it's just a norm to have these, what we would consider an issue because the person can't be in trust with themselves or, or will even judge themselves badly. All those things, if we can address those with something like Simpson Protocol that has no judgment in it and will allow them to find themselves and be strong and allow that to be grown it's just uh i think it's the best fit ever and you know most people that t think about sexual issues you know even uh hypnotists out there they think um fertility uh you know even having people have uh pain-free uh 
births, etc. That that's sort of lumped into what their perception of the sexuality is. That is so much more, and that's just about education. And yes, we can do great things with fertility, and we can do all those things. But hypnosis is what it it'll work on anything because it's attached to the mind. So uh, the only thing really we need to add in is is understanding for the hypnotist and all those other things right absolutely and when you think about it you know fertility and childbirth none of those things can happen for a hypnotist unless somebody's had sex in the first place well that's so right <laughs> to, um you know to kind of to kind of help people you know from the, right right from the from preconception i guess isn't it yes. and you know it's one of those it's one of those things that's really interesting because often hypnotists will say to me, I really love the work that you do, but I couldn't work with that. Oh. And I always say, well, what is that? And they're, they're kind of like the mouth of the word sex at me. Or the, you know, I think, I think it's amazing. But I, don't, I was like, hang on a minute. Do you work with adults? And they, they, they're like, well, yes, of course I do. Do you work with anxiety? Well, yes, of course I do. Well, do you work with phobias? Well, yes, of course I do. Do I work, do you work with kind of people having self-confidence and they go, well, yes, of course I do. And I, well, then you work with sex because all of those things fit into or feed into people's sexual confidence. And also if people aren't sexually confident, then that affects those things. So, you know, when we look at a lot of sexual dysfunction, isn't it? It's an anxiety issue. It's yeah. an anxiety issue or it's a shame issue. And SP is brilliant for all of those. So. Yeah, and I just think that SP is good with everything, and I'll keep saying that because I created it, but yeah. I, I really want to look out at aspects because people do not understand out there that they can use hypnosis for anything and everything. Absolutely. And including the sexual part is because that the people who have um, some needs of that will understand that hypnosis works. No one thinks of hypnosis working for whatever they are working on, which could be just their confidence and their self-love and all those things. And, and it's a, we are a whole entity. Absolutely. You can't just address uh, one thing and expect it to become Whole. Well, well, this is, I mean, this also helps us understand the importance of advertising the symptoms and the things that we work with or we yeah. choose to work with as hypnotists. Because, you know, I always say 80% of my clients had never even considered hypnosis as being their, their kind of their answer, but they found me because they looked up um, treatment for vagismus, treatment for erectile dysfunction, treatment for low libido, whatever it may be. And up I popped. And then they were like, oh, yeah, hypnosis, that actually could be the answer. And I think if we just advertise hypnosis and hope that clients will, um, you know, just somehow kind of make the connection, we have to make those connections for them. Otherwise, you know, it will be. And there's nothing wrong with weight loss and smoking cessation and all the no. traditional things. But I saw two smokers last year. You know, I don't see many smokers and I don't <laughs> see many weight loss clients because no, all I know is they can be honest with you. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. They come and they can just phone you and say, you know, this is what I'd like to work on. Or yeah. I have this that I would like to help heal or whatever they come from. You know, and I and I say to them, that's cool, and they and they go like this. Oh, thank goodness! Yeah, because you know, because some of them have phoned people and been told, oh, I don't work with that, or you know, there is nothing less. You know, there's nothing wrong with having erectile dysfunction. You know, the only thing I can see wrong with having erectile dysfunction or any sexual kind of issue 
is being alone with it and sitting in it and being ashamed of it. You know, all of these things are very, very treatable. And even if you have the worst embarrassment, I work extraordinarily, frankly, I'm a frank woman, you know, I'm from, from Yorkshire. But one of the beautiful things about SP, of course, is that, you know, even if you're not as frank as me, you can still have those amazing results because, you know, you, you everything's done at such a different level, isn't it? As long as we get the re-education yeah. in there. Yeah, but I think they, it's still good for the uh, the talk part of the operation, you know, that a person is totally understanding at least. And that's what you do so greatly is teach people that. So, so. Yeah, there's benefits from being a mouthy uh, w woman from the north of England, I think. I never <laughs> realized how useful that would be in life, just to be so frank. But actually, it's a real relief to clients when you do that, because it just takes the embarrassment away. And, um, you know, they, they, they can say the words that they need to say. They can tell me what they call their genitals. They can tell me all the words or the things that they feel embarrassed about. And I don't bat an eyelid and it's because I do hear it all the time. And if we can get that, if we can get that kind of level of frankness going between people in general about sexual things, then the world is going to be a much easier place for people just to be themselves because they can ask the questions, they can, you know, they can express themselves how they want to, they can get the information they need, they can get the help they need. We'll probably have less unwanted pregnancies, lower rates of STDs, because people can be open and honest and frank. Yeah. Open and frank is good. And especially in the sexual issue thing, because it's, you know, in the past, as I said, you know, there is a lot more negative feedback, to, especially to girls, right? about it when the boys had to sow their oats and all this stuff but there was always you know the girls had to make sure that this they weren't sewed with them <laughs> according to their whole thing now all that kind of stuff actually recedes when you're being frank and you talk about things and it, it can be just it can just disappear so quickly well this is it because it's people realize when they when you do that when you're so frank with somebody compassionately so but frank then what happens is that they, they kind of take a step back and they look at their own belief systems. They look at actually what they're saying to you. So, um, you know, I, I had a, a lady in recently, a young lady who had said to me that she was, she, she'd been very promiscuous and she was full of shame about that. Mm -hmm. Actually, when I looked at this and I, kind of, and I said, well, what do you mean you've been very promiscuous? Well, I was very, I was very promiscuous for a few years and I was like, well, and? And she was like, no, but I, I was very, you know, and, 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 and she was like, but, but and I'm like, did you hurt anybody? No. Was it consensual? Yes. Did you have fun? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yes. What's the difference now? Well, now I'm married. Well, are you promiscuous now? Well, no, I'm married. And I was like, well, that's one part of your life. And this was another part of your life. And this is all the learning process of you. There is no shame because you chose to have sex with a with a few people i, don't, I mean I, her promiscuous i think was about 10 people it wasn't you know we weren't talking vast amounts well i know it, but it's a shame now or, uh, if you spoke to a man yeah or usually if you spoke to a man you know if he had slept with 10 people before he got married that wouldn't he wouldn't even think that and no. you know and and nor should he you know the, 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 there's no reason why he should but there's no reason why ladies should either so by having these frank conversations and even you know the conversations about what does you do do you know what your clitoris looks like you know that can be 
a massive change because nobody's been asked that. Or if somebody comes in and asks you about um, for weight loss and you ask them how it affects their sex life, for example, um, then, you know, actually often it does if people are, and it's a great motivator to help people to be healthier, to have the body that they want, if they understand that that will feed in positively to their sex life. It's, it's a huge hook, isn't it? Yeah. And one that if, you, if you're able to speak frankly about stuff without that embarrassment, it's a big thing. Okay, before we get to the end of this, I'm going to try to get another question in later. But uh, let's talk about what we your well, we're, we pr promoted our sexual program with SP, and you have lots of other things. You mentioned uh, Vegas, so maybe mm -hmm. just go through what else is happening because we got a few minutes left. Okay, and your website to say it because okay. even though we put it on the show page and everything, it's not always listened to with that. Okay, so um, I have sexualfreedomhypnosis.org and on there are um, the, the up-and-coming sexual freedom hypnosis courses. As I said, the next one that we're teaching is um, in Las Vegas on the 12th and 13th of August as a, as a, as a pre-convention um, training. There may be one in the UK later in the year, but well, I'm, just, I'm just kind of we're just seeing about that so uh, we'll, we'll see but any anything that comes up will be on there you can also access practitioners so if you're a client that is looking for a sexual freedom hypnosis practitioner all of our practitioners are also listed on there so you can find someone near you people do this online as well so you know help is out there with specialist training please go and you know please don't sit in silence please go and find and, and look up and, and and see the help um, the trancinginthesheets.com will be going live in about three weeks' time. And on that, we're going to have all kinds of resources. There's also MP3s, all kinds of stuff to help clients. Again, this is client-based stuff um, to, to just really, for some people, it's just about learning how to give themselves permission for pleasure or to allow themselves to enjoy the trance state of course which is kind of sexual arousal that is a trance state in itself so um just kind of a lot of resources and stuff there ready for people and then of course we have got sp um, um in huddersfield haven't we? we've got a four-day training where we're going to launch the sp kind of holistic sexual um program as well aren't we i forget yeah. to call it the wrong thing but uh. um and that's, that's here in the UK in Huddersfield from the 24th to the 27th of April. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Really excited about it, it because be awesome. it, it's been a while in the making because uh, both of us are extremely busy. And now we're going to finally bring it to fruition in April. So, uh, and I just want to know all the people who are taking the stuff from starting in the beginning of 2020 uh, is that... Uh, we have some maybe a little bit of a, a gifty part of it so it'll actually be retroactive to them yeah so um so then they say what about us in canada you didn't do that for us <laughs> so we will <laughs> well then maybe we need to come to huddersfield and do it here as well in in all seriousness <laughs> actually um you know we with the way that we do this another way that you teach as well is you know it's quite intimate groups isn't it you know they're yes. not huge groups um because there's a lot that goes on in with sp um so i think we've got about 18 places in total and i think around a third of them have gone already so yeah you know, if you're wanting to book on to that where, which, where's the place to to go to uh where's the place to go to 
some some protocol. Protocol dot com. I'm so blank. I'm looking. What? Where do I go? <laughs> anyway, I hate to say this, but this is the end of the show. So I guess whatever was in my mind is gone anyway. So <laughs> so we'll see everyone next week. What are we doing next week? Oh, we're having my one of my trainer in Brazil is going to be on, and she's going to be talking about sleep talk next week and other things. So we'll see you next week and with Rafaela Alancar and from Brazil. And thanks so much, Cass, for being here. Pleasure as always. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america health and wellness channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericahealth.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management we're making it easier to listen to the voice america talk radio network live wherever you go on iphone blackberry or android download it from the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register 